0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. We have a great show in store for you today, so whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along if you can. My name is Amber Jordan, and as always, I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Mo, how's it going today?
1: Hey, what's going on, Amber? I'm doing well. I heard that you have a good story for me today, so I'm waiting, so let's do it.
0: All right, I do. Well, it comes from the movie that we all know and love, Titanic, with the <laughs> okay. beloved Jack and Rose and the old lady yes. that throws the necklace into the ocean. <laughs> but I have a little bit of a startling fact for us, too, though, for those of us that saw it in the theater. It was actually released in the theater 24 years ago.
1: Wow. <laughs> right?
0: I'm like oh I'm gosh. actually telling stories from like multiple decades ago that feel <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> so That's right. That's a Gosh. little frightening, but man, it was such a, uh, such a great movie for so many reasons, but, um, there's a particular scene towards the beginning of the movie that really stuck out to me when we we're talking about what we're going to be talking about today. And, and that's, you know, the beginning of the movie, they're, they're getting settled in on the ship and they're all dressed up and they're having dinner together. And so we have this scene where there's, you know, a bunch of the main characters they are sitting at like this banquet table together and this nice fancy dinner And, you know, Jack's there who really got his ticket for the Titanic and what he calls a lucky hand poker. And he's with a bunch of people that are, you know, really wealthy who really feel like they deserve to be there. And maybe he doesn't. And they're having this dinner and they're talking about, um, you know, somebody says, do you find your rootless existence appealing in a very condescending way, right? To which he responds like, yeah, and basically talks about the surprising nature of life and how much he likes that. And, you know, he says, two nights ago, I was sleeping under a bridge. And now here I am on the grandest ship in the world, drinking champagne with you fine people. And I love that line. But he goes on to say this, and I I wanted to read this quote. He says, I figure life's a gift and I don't intend on wasting it. You never know what hand you're going to get dealt next. You learn to take life as it comes to you, to make each day count. To which Rose lifts her glass and responds to making it count. And that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we titled this episode leaders make it count. So Mo, I know you're going to talk to us about that, but first I'd just like you to respond to the fact that it's almost been a quarter of a century. Can you believe that? (laughs)
1: Wow. Uh, I can't, next year is going to be the 25th anniversary. So, um, Put it on your calendar, because it's a long movie. You're going to need to figure it out. If you've never watched yeah. Titanic before, it's like seven hours. Uh, <laughs> and, and let me just put to bed this this uh, little debate that everybody thinks that Jack could actually have fit on that little panel or door or whatever that Rose was on. And they've there's been YouTube videos on how the dimensions... No, there's no way. If Jack got on that thing, it totally would have sunk. And so good on you, Jack Dawson, right? Jack Dawson yeah. for saving the woman that you love. So with that being said, let's talk about how leaders... <laughs> make it count. And so leaders do this. The first thing for today, Amber, is leaders live in the future. You know, it's always important for a leader to be able to look into the future. Leaders are the ones that think big and are willing to take chances. Now, that doesn't mean you just take chances without the proper amount of time to sift through what's right and what's wrong. But it does mean that you're willing to do the hard stuff and the big stuff and not be afraid of failure as much as some other people might be. So my first question is this, Are you willing to live out your purpose and your passion and reach new heights? Because you have to believe that both you and your team are worth it. And you have to be willing to do what you have to do to reach that bigger vision.
0: Well, Mo, what's the connection between purpose and passion and feeling like you and your team are worth it?
1: Yeah. So I, I, the sports analogy that I like is pretty much at the end of any season when somebody, when a team wins, there's always at least one interview where somebody says, nobody believed that we could do it except for our team and our managers and our ownership. And that's all true. And so sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I'll tell you this, for the team that won, it was true for them. And they probably were were kind of grasping onto that and saying, we can do this. And even though nobody believes in, it, in us, we believed in it. The, the leadership believed and they were willing to bring the team into that purpose and that passion. So there's something about having the rest of the world against us and leaders. We love that feeling leaders can look into the future and see something that seems almost unattainable and they thrive on that. And in some cases, these odds are insurmountable, but leaders believe that they can get it done. That's a mindset. It's who they are. And the question is, do you have that as a leader?
0: Well, what if your answer is, yeah, kind of, (laughs) sort of?
1: Well, if that's that's what you believe, you're, you're on the right track, and that's good. Because it's not about being certain, right? Sometimes it's like, I think this is, we can't do this. I think it's insurmountable. Let's do it. So the next question really is, you know, are you willing really, Amber, to go through the process of growth and development, right? Uh, If you want your team to be able to see the future, you don't have to be certain that you're going to get it, but you have to know that you're capable of doing it. And I think this is where a lot of leaders get tripped up. Leaders don't let other people into some of the stuff that they don't know. And so whatever you don't know, leaders... Uh, Just let people know, (laughs) hey, I don't know these things. I think we've been on this podcast long enough where everybody knows that I don't know very many things. I know some things and I know a couple of things really well, but all the other stuff, I I find people that can come alongside me to do those things that I'm not good at. That's the best thing for a leader to do is to say, I can't do this. I'm going to get somebody who can. You almost have to be somewhat of a dreamer, right? Because I know that I can't do everything. I know that you can't do everything, but together we have a pretty good shot. And you have to be able to see the big picture and bring those kind of people along to help realize that vision with you. One of the cool things about living in the future is that you move forward and start to realize smaller wins and then those smaller wins become bigger ones and they kind of snowball, right? And you're going to be inspired to bring forth those futuristic goals. And then if you keep putting that stuff before your team, it's going to start to get fun because people become conscious that, wow, I'm in a winning situation now. And then they have other views and other thoughts of success and think, man, I'm going to bring this, I'm going to bring this to the team. And then they start bringing those things and you're thinking to yourself, why didn't you bring this before? And really it's because they didn't really believe in you as the leader. (laughs) But when they, when they grab on your vision and see some wins, then they start saying, let me bring some of the good stuff and let me start thinking bigger. Let me start thinking bigger than I am. And of course, there's going to be a lot of stuff that they don't know and you don't know, but that's why, again, it gets fun because you start chasing those goals, you start chasing those dreams. And of course, this is going to lead leaders to a ton of failure. You've got it, You've got to be ready for that <laughs> because as we've said in podcasts before, failure is a necessity if you want to reach the bigger goals in life. Embrace those failures, learn from them. And look into the rear view mirror only to catch a glimpse of what you need to do differently for what's in front of you. Because tying the future to the present is really the the action piece for this point, right? Gandhi once said this, he said, the, the future depends on what we do in the present. So that's my question for you today. What are you doing in the present? What are you doing right now that's going to affect the future? Your people are expecting you to have answers for them. And you know what? You need to be willing and ready to give those answers to your people.
0: Well, I know, Mo, one of the excuses that we hear a lot is the future is so unpredictable. A- and one way or another asking, well, why should I put in the time and effort to plan things or organize things? Or if if the future is so unpredictable, what would you say to a leader that's asking that question?
1: If things are unpredictable, leaders, you know that that you're going to have a job forever. That, that's what I would say. I, I love the unpredictable because if they don't know and I don't know, nobody knows. But if I can deliver, that's going to give everybody a win. And my job is, as a leader is to help people have wins. So I, I guess my, my point to, to drive this 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 home is, is is this. It's time for you to ask questions about whether or not you have what it takes to move your team into the future. If you don't have that ability that ability, eventually somebody's gonna find out and they're gonna replace you with somebody who can help them with where they need to go. That's why you have to keep learning and growing as a leader. But if you can jump on ideas that will bring the team into the future, you're gonna be the person that everybody looks to and says, man, take us to the next level.
0: Okay, so to be leaders that make it count, our first point today is leaders live in the future. What's our second point?
1: Today's second point is this leaders live in the opportunities. Leaders have to live in the opportunities. And what I mean by this is status quo is never where leaders want to live. There's so much uncertainty and so many things are changing in the world where you work at home, everything that leaders have to look for new opportunities all the time for their teams, both individually and as a team. So you have to do both. Think about people who are on your team right now. Are there, is there one person? Is there two? Is there 20? Is there 100? What are their strengths? And what do you need to do to open up new opportunities for them to, to use within their skill sets? You need to help them live in those opportunities. But before we even get there, the question is, do you live in the opportunities that are right in front of you? <laughs> when Whenever leaders feel uh, comfortable, I try to help them understand that you got to push yourself further and, and you got to open up for new opportunities. The, there's that's almost the calm before the storm. Don't be caught, caught flat footed when something changes. I mean, we 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 were just talking about this, and uh I mean t- take take the end of 2019 for, for for instance. Did any of us know that 2020 was gonna be the year that it was? But it happened, right? And all of a sudden all of our worlds were turned upside down, and everything that we thought was gonna be wasn't. And then we came into the, the beginning of a pandemic. And everybody was thinking, what do I do now? And I said to myself, this is gonna be the point where leaders, okay, adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. (laughs) And so when something like 2020 happens, look to the leaders that moved forward and helped their teams get better. They were ready for that. They already had the character to get through that adversity. And so leaders, what is it that was revealed about yourself at the beginning of 2020 and all the way up to this point, especially? because there was a lot of uncertainty, wasn't there? But if you did not grab onto those opportunities that were in front of you, why didn't you do that? You got to go back and recalculate that. Amber, you and I talked about all all the stuff that we've been journaling over the past couple of years. And you learn more because you're journaling in the moment, and it's easier to look back and say, well, I thought I I was thinking like this, but based on my journal, (laughs) this is how I was really thinking, right? So chances are, you were probably forced you know, in that situation to, remor- to, to work remotely or you know, either at least partially, right? And, and that's what I'm talking about. There are times of uncertainty. Leaders, you have to be ready for those opportunities. And every time you screw something up, so let's say you're like, Mo, I totally messed up the pandemic. My team totally got jacked up because I didn't do the right things. Okay, good. Let's learn from that, right? <laughs> and hopefully you journaled in your leadership journal as well. But I'll tell you this. That did reveal to me the leadership lid for a lot of people, especially for a lot of people that I know and a lot of leaders that I've, that I've worked with and and been coaching over the years, right? Some did it well, some did not, (laughs) but at that point, you really can't hide from your leadership ability, whether good or bad, because it's going to show itself. And so most of the things that we deal with are on a smaller scale, right? I mean, that pandemic was huge. And even if something like that happens again, if the world were to shut down again, we've done it right. And and it's not going to be easy again, but we've done it now. Up to that point, nobody had really done that at least in our lifetime, right? And so, what are you doing to look for opportunities to make you a better leader so that when you when you face either the small stuff or the big stuff like 2020, you're ready for that cuz you can now handle them.
0: Yeah, and it's just such a mind shift, like mind shift change because you're like it, you're not saying there aren't obstacles. You're saying, how do we begin to look at obstacles as opportunities? And it really yes. is a training your mind to say, there's got to be an opportunity in here somewhere, even if I don't see it right now.
1: It, it, it really is. And so so here, here's the question for this point. What are the opportunities that are in front of you right now? What's something that you know you have the opportunity to use to grow personally and for your team? Um, because you have to act on that opportunity. And if you don't act on that opportunity, what's going to be the consequence if you don't do that?
0: Okay. So leaders live in the future. Leaders live in the opportunities. What is our third and final point for today?
1: Today's third and final point is this leaders live in the effort. And you know, me, Amber, I am an effort guy (laughs) leaders. If you really want to make it count, What it comes down to is one thing and one thing only, and that is the effort that you put into the process, right? (laughs) My favorite quote comes from a former Marine uh, who had the, the odds stacked against him in life ever since he was a kid, and he said this, hard work wins. Amber, you know that's like one of my favorite quotes of all time. Hard work wins. Does it win all the time? No, but it's going to eventually win. Are you willing to put in the effort into yourself to put yourself in a position to be successful, one of the things and uh, methods that that I that I talk to people about is that nobody can guarantee success. I mean that that's what's so fun about the journey in sports, right? Everybody's working for whatever goal it is, but it's it's the same goal for everybody. Usually a championship, and only one person or, or one team can win that. But everybody's going for the same thing, and so you have to work hard, knowing that you might not a- achieve or attain exactly what you're going for. I love it. It's no different in life. I think most of us have wrestled with that a time, one time or another. And we just think, do I really want to put that effort in? Because is it going to yield success? Because nobody can guarantee it. Nobody can guarantee success. And as one of my coaches told me, Mo, nobody can guarantee that you're going to win or, or whatever winning means to you. You can only work hard enough to deserve it. And the question is are you willing to work hard enough to deserve the successes and the wins for you and your team? Everything after that is uncertain, right? And so are you willing to work hard enough to to deserve the win? And are you willing to fall short in the end which sometimes is going to be a failure to push you forward? It's a tall order, I know. And I think a lot of people don't have the stomach for it, but you can get into the habit of working hard and knowing that even though you put in the work and the effort, you might still fail but it's going to change your outlook on life. And that's what I I, I love about hard work wins. It doesn't say that you're going to win every time. It says like you have the ability to win. So I'll tell you this, if you're willing to outwork the people that are around you, like competitors and even people on your team, um, they're going to look to you and say, man, I really want to be like that person, man. She is awesome. She's, she's working harder. He's working harder. And then they're going to start rallying behind you. And then what, one, one more point on this, as John Wooden says, there's no such thing as 110%, but there is such thing as working a hundred percent and that capacity in that level. So are you putting in a hundred percent?
0: Okay. But when we talk about effort or hard work wins or uh, giving a hundred percent, then, then we have to ask the question, you know, they've almost become buzzwords. We have to ask the mm. question, then what about boundaries and balance?
1: Yeah. Now. Notice what when I talk about 100%, I'm not saying 100% in everything all the time. I'm saying that wherever you're at, you've got to give 100%. And you have to be able to look at wherever you're at right now and do that. Right now, we're on this this podcast. Man, I'm giving 100% to this thing. You're giving 100% to this thing. But when you're with a your family, give 100% to your family. When you're working, give 100% to your work. When you're playing, give 100% to, to playing. Whatever it is, give 100%. be present. Right, As Mother Teresa always says, you got to be present because you don't have the past. You don't have the future. You only have what's right now. Can you give 100% wherever you're at all the time? And if you can't, it's really going to change the way you do things. You know, pe- People think that I can get fanatical sometimes and say, Mo, you just played winning above all else. Well, let me be clear. It's not about that. It's never about winning. I never talk to people about winning. I talk to people about the effort that they put in and becoming the best version of them- themselves. And that's what it means to put in 100%. If you put in the time, eventually the wins are going to come, whatever that is, whatever the goal is, you have a better chance of doing that. And so give hundred percent, you know, bring that energy t- to yourself, you know, practice, do the things that you need to do, whether it's in sport, whether it's at home, whether it's in your family, work your very best because here it is. You are the only one who controls your effort. You don't control the outcome. You don't even control your circumstances. But you can do the things to live within the ability to win if you put in the, the, the kind of time and effort that you need to. And it does. It takes a lot of time. But believe me, you'll get there. Because if you're willing to put in the effort, and if you're willing to put in directed effort, it's going to make you better at what you do. And really, Amber, the only question is, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do it for you? Are you willing to do it for your team?
0: My kids hate it when I say it's not about the grade, it's about the effort <laughs> because <laughs> they usually some but I got an A and I'm like, yeah, that's right. great, but that was a lazy A. I know you didn't even try for that. And so cuz the wow. effort we put in is more <laughs> about just the grade. It really it's it's, it's about our character and what right. we're really like to do and willing to model for other people. So, yeah they're not big fans of that statement. (laughs) Okay. So before we go, um, let's just quickly review leaders live in the future. Leaders live in the opportunity and leaders live in the effort. So before we go, Mo, what are your final thoughts for us today?
1: Yeah. Leaders, it's really up to you to make it count. And the way you do this is you put forth the effort to do the things that you need to do and, and, and put in all of the time, knowing that I'm gonna do this for for my people. And and when they see that, they're gonna start to follow you and say, this person may not know everything, but they know enough to make me wanna follow them. And if you want your team to be great and to be successful, you have to decide right now that you're gonna make it count for them. Because when you start working hard for other people, they're gonna see that and they're gonna say, well, I don't want this guy, I don't want this girl working hard and me not working hard for the success that I'm gonna have. And if you can work hard in everything, Man, it's really going to change the way you act. It's going, to wait. it's going to change the way that you live. And it's going to change the way that you lead. So leaders, make it count. Always, no matter, no matter what you're doing, make it count. Your people are waiting for it. You just need to make the decision and people are going to follow you.
0: Well, and as Rose said, here's to making it count. So that, <laughs> That's right. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us once again. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.